Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for common sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Breaking news, WABC. Well, we do have a full studio today, and uh, me and Rita Cosby are here. We have and, a great studio. And we have some breaking news calling in. Uh, from location on Floyd Bennett Field, we got Curtis Lewa calling us in on what's going on in Floyd Bennett Field. Curtis, what the heck is going on? Uh, John and Rita, it's called Flood Bennett Field. Flood, F-L-O-O-D, because we are in a flood plain, and every time it rains, I just heard Bob Brown talk about it could be heavy rains. Uh, you cannot keep people in the tents that they put up in Floyd Bennett Field for now 2,000 migrants. Uh, They're going to have to take these tents down. They're going to have to move the migrants. So today we had a rally of the people in Brooklyn uh, who are opposed to the tents and the migrants in Floyd Bennett Field, and we suggested they move the migrants to Park Slope. There's an armory there on 8th Avenue and 15th Street where all the socialists uh, are all the elected officials, why don't they have them in their neighborhood? Why don't they have them in their backyard? And the migrants will be safe in the in the armory. Well, they're going to be safer safer in the armory than displacing our uh, high school kids uh, from Madison High School. Exactly. And you know, every time there's bad weather, they're going to be moving 2,000 migrants. If it's Madison High School last week, it'll be Midwood High School the next week. Uh, there's no plan here. There's no plan when it comes to the migrants. Nobody wants them in the tents, not even legal aid, not even the Coalition for the Homeless. It's the first time I have been in agreement with all these groups. Curtis, uh, uh, Mayor Adams has uh, uh, brought back the budget for the uh, uh, fire department and the police department, and I understand the socialists... uh, uh, in the city council are attacking Mayor Adams. Are you defending him now? Oh, absolutely. On that level, absolutely. I heard in Bob Brown's uh, report, he's putting uh, garbage cans back out that he was going to pull off the streets. He's had an increase in the rat problem. So he really needs to get to the basics. If you don't provide sanitation, you don't provide public safety and a good fire department, uh, everybody's going to want to leave this city. He recognizes that. So now he's got to battle the socialists and city council, but he's got to go in there and he's got to make deals with other city council people who are moderate Democrats so that they don't create a veto-proof majority. He's got to wheel in deal now to save the city. Curtis Lewa, thank you for calling in. Stay safe. Uh, Floyd Bennett Field, don't drown. Exactly. Flood Bennett Field. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, in the name. studio with us right now is uh, Judge Richard Weinberg, a, uh, a common sense Democrat, along with uh, Governor David Patterson, who I understand uh, uh, celebrated up in Albany the last few days, and uh, also some special guests. Yeah, we have right. Tanya Ramos, by the way, also. And Lucy. Robert Yunanaway, the uh, CEO of Goya Foods. And I'll tell you, I've been saying it every day. Those Goya beans are the best beans 
money can buy. They are. And, and, they are. and it's Human Trafficking Awareness Month. So what you guys are doing, Tanya and Bob, bravo to you. This is so important to have you here in the studio of all days, Bob. Your, your thoughts about how important this issue is, Bob. Well, you know, Rita and John, thank you so much for having me here. And it's not just the day or the month. It, this is an ongoing thing, and it's getting worse and worse, especially with the border situation. But uh, we, we've put together a coalition of people, organizations like Tanya here with Monique Bear, and we're going into the schools. We're raising awareness, education about this biggest industry in the in the world. It's trafficking of people. It's bigger than drugs and, and arms sales. Hundreds of billions of dollars. There's too much of a financial incentive, and we're selling our children. We have to uh, love each other. We have to care for each other, and the kids are our present and our future. So it's about you know protecting and and saving them. And, and we'll talk more about with Robert Yanaway during the program. Uh, and uh, also, Rita, what's going on? What else is going on? Well, first off, what's going on is I want to hear about your dinner last night yeah. uh, because you had part, interesting people there. The most important part of the dinner was, I mean, we were sitting Other there. Other than the I dessert. I <laughs> dinner with uh, Larry Kudlow and Cindy Adams and, uh, and Mark Simone was there and uh, Father Alex and Margo. Great group. And the table right next to us. Who was there? Um, I have a feeling because what was in the headlines today, you always seem to be next to the right people or with the right people. We had the uh, the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft. Yeah, and, and Bill Belichick, his the big coach. coach. Was that was that called? The Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? That is perfect because they came out right after you mentioned who you had dinner with. Sure enough, I look on TV and there was Belichick standing next to Kraft. And of course, they are parting ways. They the said, Last Supper. They said amicably. Was it amicable from what you saw? Uh, they, they were very nice. And, they, you know, hey, they, they, they when they turned around and looked at me as they were walking in, uh, me and Larry, they, they went, uh oh. They, they took an oh. Yeah, it was supposed to be a surprise. So they were like, oh, wait a minute. We got a media, media business mogul here and also Larry Cutlow. You got the two of you guys. Wow. Yeah, the last time I was with uh, Kraft, uh, he gave $100 million. Uh, he was with uh, the CEO of Bank of America and contributed $100 million uh, for anti-Semitism. Yeah, big in anti-Semitism and also human trafficking. He is really doing a lot of great things uh, in the country. By the way, uh, joining us now also, John, to talk about a whole bunch of stuff on the international front is former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton. Uh, Ambassador Bolton, uh, first, let's get to this huge news uh, that Iran has seized an oil tanker there in the Gulf of Oman. This comes, remember, the U.S. just recently said no more of these attacks uh, by the Houthi rebels, by Hezbollah. We're telling everybody to clamp down. Well, they've stepped it up. Uh, your reaction? Well, well, exactly. I'm glad to be with you. Yeah, this, this is yet another demonstration of which we have had all too many since the uh, barbaric Hamas attack of October 7th that, that nobody... Uh, aligned with Iran and its uh, terrorist surrogates is deterred by anything the United States does. What makes this even worse, in addition to the point that you correctly made, that we had just been very clear that this stuff had to stop, this ship had been seized by United States law enforcement authorities uh, outside of Houston some months back for violating American sanctions on Iran selling oil 
uh, in this case, to China. And it was uh, under court order, under the supervision of the Department of Justice. Rather than just have it sit around in Galveston Harbor, it was allowed to leave and, and carry oil cargoes until its fate was ultimately resolved. But in effect, that ship belonged to the United States. And the Iranians knew that. And I think that's one reason they picked it out. Now, that is, it's pure and simple, international piracy. But against a government like the United States, uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, too extreme at all to say that's an act of war. So now we'll wait and see what the Biden administration does. This is, as, as they say in a technical diplomatic term, in your face by the Iranian government. Yeah, uh, Judge Weinberg. Welcome back, Ambassador. Let me ask you this question. What are your thoughts about the fact that allegations were made against Israel for alleged genocide and they brought it before the world court? What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, this is uh, it's, it's really an insult to, to anybody who still believes in international law. Uh, but the significance of this case is shows the propaganda uh, forces aligned against Israel, brought by South Africa, whose apartheid government had been delegitimized uh, by the United Nations by saying apartheid is racism, and racism means in the government means that it's illegitimate. A few years after that happened, the UN also said Zionism is a form of racism, which was intended to delegitimize the state of Israel. So, you know, this is uh, th- this really is uh, a parody of what uh, uh, international law should be, e- even for its strongest supporters. And I don't know what the uh, International Court of Justice will do, but I'm sure Israel will ignore it. And I think we should, too, since we don't recognize the jurisdiction of the court and haven't for many years because it's so illegitimate. You know, um, Ambassador John Bolton, this to me, as we're talking about all the anti-Semitism, this is this it continues to shock me. Um, it's a U.N. agency, uh, UNRWA, uh, and this is United Nations Relief Works Agency. And they are in, in charge of monitoring the U.N., supposed to be fair to all sides. It turns out uh, they were educating Palestinian children, some of the funds, uh, and these teachers who were praising the Hamas attacks. We also heard a number of even UNRWA employees coming out right afterwards and saying, you know, uh, this is great news, what Hamas was doing. That is shocking. They are the U.N. Well, it's uh, it's even worse than that. Uh, I will say one of the one of the best things the Trump administration did uh, in its Middle East policy was cutting off U.S. funding to UNRWA. Uh, people should know it's uh it's got about 40,000 employees, and in, in theory, it's designed to provide assistance and protection for Palestinians. Uh, UNRWA has about 40,000 employees, of whom about 39,500 are Palestinians. So in effect, it, it works very closely with the Palestinian Authority on the West Bank and Hamas in the Gaza Strip, uh, and they work seamlessly together. So it doesn't surprise me at all. We keep finding examples of textbooks uh, used to educate children in, in Gaza or the West Bank that are pure propaganda. And the U.S. And, and Europeans have funded this operation for years. It goes to the fundamental way, uh, really, Palestinians have been mistreated by the people whose real objective is eliminating Israel. Uh, they've become hereditary refugees. They're the only population since 1945, really, in the history of the world where refugee status has been deemed to be hereditary. It's not. And that's why Gaza has become a problem. Refugee doctrine is very simple. If you can't resettle a refugee 
back in their country of origin, you resettle them somewhere else so they can have a decent life. You don't leave them in a refugee camp uh, uh, any longer than you have to, and you certainly don't condemn their children to live in a refugee camp and their grandchildren to live in a refugee camp. UNRWA perpetuates this refugee myth uh, as part of the idea that the refugees are are the tip of the spear against Israel. Uh, John, uh, last question uh, before we have to take a break. Um, there was no, there was nobody to defend this uh, uh, tanker uh, when it was taken. Uh, as I understand it, and I think uh, we still need more details. It was in international waters uh, in the Indian Ocean. Uh, it was not, you know, in the. Oh, Gulf, so it was not uh, in the Red Sea. It was in the Indian Ocean. Yes, exactly. It was in international waters, and mm-hmm. and that's why this attack by the government of Iran. Uh, is is uh, at a minimum it's piracy uh, and and worse still i think they knew it was uh, basically a, a ward of the united states and that's one reason why they went after it wow that really raises the stakes thank you very much uh, ambassador john bolton we really appreciate it and uh, john Great joining us you. now thank you ambassador um, we have Mark Penn, uh, the great pollster, uh, who can talk about the debate last night and where the race goes from here, John. Uh, we want Mark Penn, we want to know what's going on in the Democratic Party, what's going on in the Republican Party. What could you tell us? Well, I think, uh, I think you know, we're really kind of gearing up here for what's going to be the big excitement of the election, right? Is, is Donald Trump going to sail through you know, Iowa and New Hampshire, or is Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis going to put up a fight here? I mean, you know, Joe Biden, I think he's just, uh, you know, cruising along. Uh, his ratings not so hot, but uh, the Democratic Party is consolidated around him. And they're not letting other people on the primary ballot if they can avoid it. There's no Iowa primary for, on the Democratic side. It's really kind of I've never seen that happen before. So. So that's where we're headed. And uh, well, yeah, uh, you, you, you've been around Washington. You've heard the rumors that uh, uh, Joe Biden might take, get the nomination and then resign later. What what do you hear? Uh, I hear Joe Biden is going all the way that uh, those rumors seem to be. I, I don't really understand why the Republicans keep wishing. They keep saying, oh, Joe Biden is terrible. And then they keep almost wishing that he's going to drop out. Joe Biden is not dropping out. OK, unless he falls somewhere or, you know, some, you know, unless he can't do it, he's doing it. What do you make, Mark, um, of the fact that um, Gavin Newsom was hanging out with Bill Clinton and also Michelle Obama chimed in this week. It seems like we're hearing a lot of kind of people waiting in the wing, at least. Uh, they sure are. And, you know, a lot of people want to be president in the United States. And uh, some people even get an opportunity to, to do that. But uh, none of them are in the primary. None of them step up, stepped up and made an actual challenge. And I don't think that the Democratic Party could go through a system where we're delegates instead of voters would actually choose a nominee. I don't think that's going to happen. What did you think of the debate last night? Uh, also between Nikki Haley and uh, DeSantis, and then also Trump had his dueling town hall. Uh, you know, I thought it was an unfortunate debate. I think Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis should have known that they were not there to knock out each other. They were there to audition for whether or not they could knock out Donald Trump. And I think they ran the wrong debate. I don't think it helped either one of them. If anything, I agree with the commentary I read this morning that Donald Trump really won that one. 
because they just went at each other. It's completely stupid. Comment from Governor Patterson. I was wondering if you'd noticed that they didn't even mention President Biden's name until 45 minutes into the debate. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, they, they, they should have gone after Biden. They should have gone after Trump. They should have shown how they're the ones to do it. And instead, you know, it's what's wrong with politics today. Everybody's instinct is just to be on the attack against, you know, everybody else with some oppo research, you know, that they found and some quote they want to distort. It, it was unfortunate. Look, I think Nikki Haley's been on a good route. I think she has a real chance more likely than DeSantis, but the unexpected always happens in politics. I've never seen a campaign season where something unexpected didn't happen from Jimmy Carter on. Mark Penn, there's a rumor going around that you are saving the messenger uh, uh, service in uh, Washington. Uh, I'm, I'm, you mean the, the messenger publication? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not saving it. I am... I am an investor and a number among a number of investors. And I think Jimmy Finkelstein has a really good and growing readership. And uh, he's looking for some more funding to keep it, uh, keep it, uh, you know, what it needs to do. Well, I'll reinvest my investment side by side with you. All right. Bravo. Now, they have some great they have great folks there. Bravo. Bravo. Very much. Uh, Thank you very much, Mark Penn. And uh, we'll talk again real soon. Okay, Greg, someone. Thank you. Let's take a break right now. When we come back, we have uh, Robert uh, Yunanaway, and uh, we'll see uh, what's going on with the kids in, in, in the world, how they're being treated not so right. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. 
common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Uh, this is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And boy, is it a huge issue. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to have Congressman Andy Biggs, who is dealing with everything there, of course, uh, on the border front line. And our guests here in studio, John Boy, are they leading the fight to help children everywhere, not just in our country, but across the globe uh, we have with us here the CEO of Goya Foods, Bob Unanway, and also Tanya Ramos, who is doing so much with the Monique Burr Foundation. Also, everybody go to GoyaCares.com uh, to get all the information. And, you know, Bob, we were talking earlier. It, it is astounding what's happening, especially with a wide open border. People don't realize what's happening to the children. Tell us what you've learned firsthand. Well, Rita, this is a multi-front uh battle that we have uh you know we're seeing what's happening at floyd bennett field we're seeing what's happening uh across this border but there's what's happening in our own backyards and it's what's happening across the border and uh this gal tara lee wrote us back in april of 23 uh, testified uh with congress about the she was with the office of refugee Re- uh, resettlement and basically said that the u.s and mexico are complicit in bringing uh, these these kids and people over the border, uh, we have the uh, it's one of the biggest industries in, in in on the planet, and you know we're they're selling and bringing these uh, these children in. Uh, there's too much of a financial incentive uh, for this, and these kids again are being brought over and exploited. So. Uh, you know, this is something that we're attacking. We're putting a group of a coalition together to um, educate ourselves, uh, the kids, teachers, the uh, parents. On uh, we're going into schools. We're, we're creating awareness on this. What's happening in in our backyard? But as far as the border, you know, this the U.S. is basically. I, I believe they're complicit in this because they're controlling the flow. You know, from one day to the next, we go down to the border and uh, through Eagle Pass and nobody's showing up because, you know, they're controlling who's go- coming in and where they're going. And it's, uh, it's, it's a terrible uh, thing. So, Bob, are you saying that when there's uh, uh, law enforcement people down there, uh, they, they hold up or when there's politicians down there, uh, they hold up the, uh, the people crossing the border? Yes, and, and you have uh, someone like Javier Becerra who says uh, Henry Ford would be embarrassed by the process of bringing people in. They want to speed it up because, you know, what they're doing is they're selling these kids into sex uh, slavery, into uh, slave labor. This is the biggest slavery in, in humanity, the amount of people coming over and being abused. And, and so – we see the repercussions here in New York. We see the repercussions around the country because, you know, how do you deal with all these people? And you were saying, like, with uh, UN UNRWA, that what you can't have permanent refugees. That's what we're creating is a permanent refugee state. Uh, where And we're complicit in bringing these people in, and we don't have a solution for that. Wow. Bob, it's Richard Weinberg. Let me ask you this question. What about all the kids who have been disappeared? They were missing that we don't know where they've gone and what's happened to them. 
Well, there's uh, back in April when Tara Lee Rodas uh, testified, there were over 87,000 kids. It's gone more than that. They're handed off to sponsors. These sponsors basically, they're not all good actors, and they're taking these kids in. There's a profit incentive in it to sell them, to use them. They disappeared. You know, 90,000 kids just disappeared. There are stories about uh, body parts being used. Wow. You know, we're not valuing each other. We're not valuing uh, life. And, you know, we need to to do that. There's too much, again, of of a profit incentive in this. We need to value each other, and and we're not doing it. The only way to beat this horrible uh, evil is to – you know, love each other. Let's drop the selfie. Let's stop focusing on ourselves, on our identities. You know, they have now a flag for pedophiles. It's called a MAP, minor attracted person. You know, we're so focused on on ourselves and our identity. We're not focused on the other person. The COVID uh, ep- uh, epidemic put kids out of school and into and into homes. They took away their spirit. The reason to get up every day, instead of uh, teaching, these kids were playing, you know, video games and things like that. So we, we're being led like sheep. We're being controlled uh, by this government, by this administration. And what's happened over the last two, three years is a, a total breakdown of this of this uh Society. You know what I love, Bob? You're also Bob Unanway, the CEO of Goya Foods, who we're so honored to have here in the studio. You're partnering with a lot of big organizations. You are making such a huge difference. And uh, one of the folks who you're working with is this awesome woman who's here in studio, um, girl power here in the studio, Tanya Ramos, the CEO of Monique Burr Foundation. You guys were at a high school in the Bronx today. Talk about what you're doing uh, here in this community, because you guys are doing great work alongside Bob Yunanway. We're so humbled and honored to be able to partner with Goya. Um, when we think back to their pillars around trying to eradicate human trafficking, education has been a key pillar. And when they chose to partner with us at the Monique Burr Foundation, what we're actually doing is we're removing obstacles to prevention education. When we think about children being at risk, around being human trafficked, being trafficked, it is generally because they don't have the tools and the resources and the education in order to keep themselves safe. So we are going into classrooms. Just last year, we served over 30,000 students across New York, Chicago, um, areas of New Jersey, in an effort to ensure that we are removing barriers to much-needed education to keep children safe and to arm their parents with the tools and resources to keep them safe. Bravo, bravo, and especially teaching the kids the good values of what's happening. Uh, Bob, how much also, with all the things that are going on in the world right now, um, and we're talking about the border again later on, we're going to have Congressman Andy Biggs, but also you were over uh, dealing, you were in Poland uh, with all the stuff going on. We think about all the hotspots around the world. Sadly, there's been an increase in human trafficking in many places in the world right now. Yes, it's it's part of the... Well, it's kind of a moral deterioration, if you ask me. But you know, we're we find ourselves more uh, interested in that border than our own. This is, we have our border. We are. This is an invasion. Most Latinos who, you know, people are coming from over 150 countries, but most Latinos or people who have immigrated to this country go through the process, the legal process of coming in. We cannot leave our borders wide open, and it's an invasion. 
and then send people to New York or to different areas around the country. And it's the while the administration is allowing this or even uh, supporting it, they're leaving it up to the uh, local, you know, administrations in New York and in different parts of the country. And it's it's not right what they're doing. Well, thank you, uh, Barbara Unanaway, and we'll talk about it more. Now, this was not planned. This is a normal thing that we do every day at 534. Rita? It's the top news of the day, sponsored by Goya. Here's Rita Cosby. And we will talk later here on Cats and Cosby. A lot of the big stories in our special Goya News segment. We're honored to have Bob Unanway with us in studio. How great is that? Uh, today, one of the big stories is that former President Donald Trump blasted the New York civil fraud case against him as election interference. Trump also argued that prosecutors don't have any evidence against him. Closing arguments in the case took place today and the new york attorney general tish james is seeking a 370 million dollar fine and the dissolution of trump organization's business license in new york so a lot at stake there president biden's son hunter biden has pleaded not guilty this happened just a few minutes ago to nine felony and misdemeanor tax charges brought against him in california this in addition to the case out of delaware which includes firearms charges And also, another powerful winter storm is blasting its way towards the east coast of the U.S. A cold front rolled across the central U.S. today, dumping snow and creating whiteout conditions in several states. The northeast could see heavy snow and blustery winds by Saturday. And everybody, those are your Goya top stories of the day. The hot stories, John, just like the food that Goya produces. Well, thank you, Rita. And uh, let me tell you something. Those Goya beans are the best I've ever had. And uh, it's really, really good. And uh, uh, right now, we're going to take a uh, break. And we're going to come back with Judge Andrew Napolitano on some new revelations and uh, that happened today and how they're going to be handled. Let's take that break. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. We continue, of course, John Cats and Matisse with Rita Cosby. Uh, we got some breaking news. Oh, we do. All right. Uh, we have news. WABC. United uh, Kingdom uh, Prime Minister uh, uh, Jushi uh, Sunak. What is it? Uh, Richie here. Sunak. Richie Sunak. Yeah, read it. All right. Hey. All right. Here we go. Now I have the breaking news. Rishi Sunak authorized joint military strikes with the U.S., Against the Hootsie rebels. Uh, wow, this is interesting. And of course, U- uh, UK was leading the charge. Remember, the UK defense minister the other day came out and said, we needed to step it up. Um, it's against the rebels in Yemen and his cabinet approved this move. So apparently, uh, joint military strikes with the US and, uh, UK against the Hootsie rebels. Thank goodness the Brits are pushing right. for it. And thank goodness. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, if uh, the Saudi Arabia is listening, please authorize ISIS to go against Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to Judge Napolitano. And joining us now is Judge Andrew Napolitano. Uh, Judge, uh, fireworks, obviously, on the international front, fireworks in the courtroom. 
Uh, today, a huge day. Let's first start with President Trump because he's there in his civil case. Uh, he just came out swinging Judge Napolitano saying, you know, it's election interference. Uh, what's your take of just the whole fact that the judge wouldn't la- let him make comments? They wouldn't let him how he wanted to testify. Uh, it, it just seems so micromanaged by this judge who seems hell bent on getting Trump. Well, Rita and John, it's a very unusual case. It's unusual because there is no jury, and a lot of the case rises and falls on the credibility of witnesses. And I can tell you from having been there, 12 jurors are a lot better at assessing credibility than one judge. It's an unusual case because there are no victims. The bank itself that was allegedly cheated, which is one of the largest banks in the world, Deutsche Bank, sent its executives to tell the judge, Not only did we not lose any money, not only did Trump pay us back, he paid us back on time, and we would do business with him again tomorrow if he were still in the business. That sounds like politics. (laughs) You know, I mean, come on. Why why was that litigation filed? There is a bizarre statute in New York. No other state has this, Rita, that allows the attorney general to sue for fraud if there was any misrepresentation made in a commercial relationship even if nobody lost any money. Now, this goes back to the gilded age when the legislature was of the view that uh, very wealthy people were making a lot of money and ripping off banks and then were paying the banks off not to testify against them. It was an entirely different era. But this is also a case, and here's where Trump is quite correct, motivated by politics. The attorney general of New York is elected. I prefer the appointed system, but that's not what we have in New York. And when she was running for election, she said, I'm going to get Trump. So she basically uh, caused him to spend a fortune in legal fees to defend himself so that she could fulfill a political promise. Yeah, she campaigned on it. She campaigned on it. Uh, Judge Weinberg, you've got a question for Judge Napolitano. Judge, good to talk to you again. What, uh, what troubles me about this whole situation is there was never an injury here, never damages. It was an arm's length transaction. The bank did its own due diligence. There were warnings right. in the papers saying, do your own due diligence. And I believe, in, in my humble opinion, I'd like to get your opinion. Other sc- legal scholars have said this is an unconstitutional statute. What do you think about that? Well, I think it is it is unconstitutional for two reasons. One, uh, it allows for a remedy where there is no wrong. Now, you and I both went to law school when we were taught to quote the great Benjamin Nathan Cardozo, who basically said, where there's a wrong, there's a remedy. Where there's no wrong, there's no need for a remedy. Absolutely so right, this, Judge. So there's no wrong here, but yet they're going to force a remedy. The other reason I believe it's unconstitutional, Your Honor, uh, is because the Constitution says, now th- this number is a little skewed, it was written in 1789, but the Constitution says if the matter in dispute is $20 or more, 20 bucks, you're entitled to a jury. This involves $370 million, and the statute doesn't let him get a jury. So those are two reasons why this whole thing is profoundly unconstitutional. I don't know the trial judge. I do. I do. Oh, yeah, he does. I judge do. Weinberg I does. Had, had lunch with him a lot of times. The question is, now he's supposed to be assessing damages. How do, how do you get, you know, Tish James, the turn is coming up with numbers. 
few hundred million, close to 400 million. Where is she getting these numbers? And where will Arthur and Gore and the Supreme Court justice validate those numbers? He will validate the numbers because, in my opinion, and, and I, I am not critical of the, of the system. I respect you and I respect the system. But he has demonstrated, he has manifested an animosity towards Trump and the Trump organization and to Donald Trump's children. There doesn't seem to be any question in my mind as to how he'll rule. But you have a very highly respected appellate court. Uh, and every time they've reviewed something that he's done preliminarily, as we lawyers say, inter- interlocutorily, uh, they have reversed him. So I think Trump should brace for the worst, worst from Justice Engron, but expect a c- total vindication in the appellate court. I agree with you, Judge. Yeah. And before we let you go, uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, what about Hunter Biden? Uh, because, he, of course, he, he pulled the stunt yesterday. Uh, we're going to be talking to Congressman Andy Biggs about that. But also, he is today in court in California for the felony tax charges. He just pled not guilty uh, a few minutes ago, Judge Napolitano. And then he's well, got the gun charge in Delaware. What's happening with him? Well, he's got a lot of legal woes uh, to deal with. He's innocent until proven guilty. I am not a fan of these tax charges. He's already paid the taxes, already paid them. This whole thing is about intentionally late payment. The IRS normally does not ask the DOJ to charge you when you do this. They sue you civilly and get a judgment if you don't pay them, but he's already paid them. So I think the system is being unfair to him because of who his father is. I realize I'm an outlier on this, and a lot of your people don't want to hear it. But I I usually, as you know, Rita, from the years we worked together, and Judge Weinberg knows this, I usually favor the underdog, and he's innocent until proven guilty. The gun charge is entirely uh, entirely different. The efforts to manipulate the system in the Delaware federal court is entirely uh, different. Uh, but this tax charge, in my view, uh, shouldn't be filed. Yeah, and obviously, well, anyway, uh, Andy, I I I uh, I, uh, uh, I look at the dirty dog versus the underdog in this case. Not you, <laughs> uh, Judge- Andy Biggs is a giant who's one of the few members of the House of Representatives who understands the Constitution and believes that it means what it says. And I am a huge fan of his. He comes on my podcast all the time. Oh, well, and he's coming up in just a few minutes. minutes. Uh, Judge Andrew Napolitano, we love you. I always appreciate everybody's perspective. Thank you very much, Judge. Thank you. I love you both. Thank you, John. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. Let's take uh, another break, and we're going to come back with Congressman Andrew Biggs. And uh, Robert Unanaway, we urge you to uh, participate in this this portion of the uh, questioning, too. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. Rita Cosby here with John Katz and Matitis. Also in studio, we have Judge Richard Weinberg. We continue with also Tanya Ramos with the Monique Burr Foundation. Also the CEO of Goya, Bob Unanwe, who is a big supporter of America and preventing human trafficking. And former New York Governor David Patterson. And joining us now here on the show is someone who is right there on the front lines, protecting our border, protecting our children, and also fighting the good fight. He was in the room yesterday, by the way, uh, when all this stuff happened with Hunter Biden. 
He serves on the House Oversight Committee, also the House Judiciary Committee. He is a co-chair on the border panel there. My friend, Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, great to have you here on the show. Thanks, Rita. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. You know, talk. take us through, first off, you wrote uh, a, a great thing. I saw it on your social media post, and uh, it's the case against Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is a longstanding threat to American national security. Explain it to everybody. <laughs> well, well, he's, he's a threat to national security and has been for probably 15 years because he's selling access to uh, his dad, the vice president, he's securing these bribery scams uh, all over the world uh, on behalf of the Biden crime family. I mean, so uh, he's he's cozying up with uh, the number two at China's Communist Party espionage apparatus. He's meeting with people, uh, you know, in Ukraine. He's getting on boards. He's facilitating the stopping of of uh, an attorney general who's investigating a company in exchange for money. I mean, these types of things, um, uh, they're all they're all over Hunter Biden's uh, life. And so when we start talking about a documentary about Hunter Biden, let's let's hope that it, uh, it shows the corruption as well. You know, I found it despicable what he did yesterday. I thought it was so disrespectful. You've been in Congress a long time, Congressman Andy Biggs, and and he just shows up unannounced, thumbing his nose at the committee. And then when uh, folks on the committee start throwing questions to him, he he runs out. Uh, Take us through just that moment and what everybody thought on the committee. Well, I mean, of course, the Democrats knew he was coming. Let's 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 be honest there. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, so we knew something was weird when Secret Service is scoping out the the hearing room before it starts, and then he's popping there. When I come in, he's sitting on that front row with uh, his documentarian and his attorney. Is like, oh boy, this is going to be fun. I hope he's here because when I ask my questions, I know what I'm going to ask him, and I'm going to direct everything to him. Which I think he found out when Nancy Mace was our first questioner, and she went right after him. And then uh, he stayed for that and, and looked really uncomfortable, quite frankly. And then, then then Democrats get a turn and there's back to Marjorie Taylor Greene and she goes after him. And then he's fleeing. He's fleeing the scene of the crime at, the, at that point because it was the scene of the crime because that's where he was supposed to come for his deposition and chose not to, which is criminal contempt. Yeah, what's happening with all the uh, criminal contempt? I know it went through both of your committees that you were on. And when is it going to come for a vote? Where does that stand? And will he be found in contempt? And I guess, do you have any faith? Because look what the Democrats did to Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. So we will have a floor vote on it next week. I was hoping we'd have it uh, tomorrow. I'm told it's not going to happen tomorrow. Things could change, but we'll have a floor vote next week. And then the decision is where you refer it. Do you refer it to the rather uh, hard left Matthew Graves, who's the U.S. attorney in D.C.? Do you refer it to to Weiss, who is the special prosecutor, um, who is already pro- who is already supposedly investigating Hunter Biden? Do you send it to Merrick Garland? All of these th- all of these have perils to them. But Merrick Garland is an interesting one because Merrick Garland. Uh, is the guy who's basically instituting and okaying the, the prosecution of these other guys. And so maybe, maybe I think he's kind of put himself in a box. Does, he, that, put he us, has to, does that put us in the constitutional crisis of, you know, who prosecutes? 
Um, I, I wouldn't say it's a constitutional crisis. What, what the real crisis will be is if we give it to them and they don't, they don't prosecute, they should prosecute. Or if we, we actually could um, proceed to do uh, an internal uh, contempt uh, prosecution, but, but nothing much would happen there either. The, the overall crisis uh, this is just evidence of the overall crisis of a two-tiered sy- system that has been weaponized for political purposes so that uh, if you're a Democrat and lefty, you're going to be pr- uh, protected. If you're a Republican conservative who supports Donald Trump, you're going to be prosecuted. So uh, I-, I wouldn't say it's the crisis, but I would say it is symptomatic of a crisis. Yeah, and people are just shaking their heads. Um, everybody, we're talking to Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, I also want to get to the border, too, because you are right there. You are always fighting the good fight to protect our country. Uh, we have one of the great supporters also uh, fighting human trafficking with us here in studio. We have Bob Unanway, the CA- CEO of Goya Foods, who is really front line and center in that fight, uh, we also have Tanya Ramos, who's with the Monique Burr Foundation, protecting kids, uh, human, you know, 20% of those who are human trafficked are kids. And so this is a big issue that we all care about deeply in the studio. Bob, do you have a question for the congressman? Uh, thank you, Congressman. Yes, I, I saw you guys were at the border at Eagle Pass the other day, and, and there were no immigrants show, uh, showing up because uh, whoever's in charge directed them to another location. But, you know, I've been around the world as a Latino myself, uh, and you go to countries. We're, for example, we're in the Dominican Republic. We're in other places. You look at Haiti. There is no welfare system. There's no welfare system throughout Central South America. Yet, the people who are, you know, pushing the buttons here, who are in control, which I think is part of this administration included, uh, they want us to pay for welfare for the world. Bring in people from countries where there is no welfare, there is no safety net, and they want all of us, not not the government, we, we, you know, the taxpayer, us to pay for all the welfare in the world. We we can't take this on and survive. And, you know, I, I'm at a loss for, you know, understanding how or seeing how qu- quickly this country is unraveling under this administration. And we got to take it back or... This country's lost. Your thoughts, Congressman? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Bob. I think I, I view us as an existential crisis. There are two crises that are existential right now: our spending level, which is unsustainable, and the border, which is absolutely um, horrific. We've never seen this in the history of of, of, of people. We've ne- we've never seen anything like this. And if you continue with the numbers that we saw last month, if they were to be continued, right now they're on that pace to continue that. You'd be sitting at about five million more new uh, illegal immigrants into the country in the next 12 months. That's unsustainable, and uh, for a lot of reasons. But there, there has to be the will in Congress to force the Biden administration to bring a halt to it. And it isn't in policy because the policy. There's rules and laws in, in place now, and there's policy in place now that if it was enforced, you would actually slow this down to a trickle again. But my colleagues in Congress fail to remember that we control the purse strings. That is the check the founders gave us. And we should be telling this administration, no more funding for the federal government. Let's, let's, let, we'll go ahead and fund the stuff that we have to fund, such as uh, you know Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. There's promises made. But you also could fund 
the security apparatus. I'm talking about CBP, ICE, uh, TSA, the air traffic controllers, the, the armed forces and the vets. You force that and still you would have a, a, a tremendous amount of money, about a trillion plus, that you would be saying, we're not funding another dime of that until you secure the border. And that's all of that stuff in that additional trillion is, is really where uh, the Biden administration wants to live. And so you would incentivize them to actually do something on the border. Until you incentivize enforcement, you can have all the policies in the world. But this is a lawless administration, which gets to your finer point, Bob, that and they control every institution in the country right now. And since they're choosing not to follow the law, we're no longer uh, a rule of law country. And so we are in jeopardy. We, in my opinion, we are in a, an absolute existential crisis that has to be solved. And Congress has got to have the will. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you the truth, Rita and, and Bob and everybody. I'm not sure that my colleagues have the wherewithal to do what needs to be done to take that bitter medicine to stop what's going on. Yeah, they got to protect the border. Bob, we just have a minute. Keep it uh, real quick, if we could, so we can make sure we get to this. Yes, the purse strings are very important. But you have, you know, HHS, you have ORR, the Office of Refugee Resettlement. They are uh, accelerating the, the 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 people coming into this country. They're saying that the assembly line is not fast enough. And until we, we control the purse, yes, but the administration is handling this. They're controlling, they're speeding up. They're controlling who's coming into this country, and I don't think the purse strings will be able to do that. It's just bad management and, and uh, evil, in my opinion. Yeah, it has to be. In other words, your point, Bob, too, is also that the money that's coming in, it can't be that we talk to border agents all the time. They don't want to be babysitters. They don't want to be quick right. processors. Uh, Congressman, um, real quick final thoughts from you. Yeah, it, look, we, we, we have to push as hard as we possibly can read it. Otherwise, it's lost. We Absolutely. have to do it right now right now. Well, we appreciate you so much. Uh, Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs, always fighting the great fight. Thank you for joining us on such an important day, Congressman. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure being with you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Uh, and boy, uh, what a great show we had. Governor Patterson, uh, Bob Unanway, uh, Tanya Ramos there with the Monique Burr Foundation. Bravo for all you're doing. And Goya Cares. Go to GoyaCares.com, everybody, and Judge Weinberg. And all of you, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and the American American way. Thank you, everybody. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.